Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And of course, we do know that age can bring about a certain amount of wisdom, yet there are always ways to grow and evolve, and learning the skills to best communicate in today's society is one of the most important of these. Have you ever inadvertently hurt someone's feelings by what you said, but you didn't realize what what it was, or maybe you've used certain phrases that we used and were commonplace years ago, but are unaware that they cause offense in today's society. Our guest, Karen Stalls now, is a linguist and the author of numerous highly regarded books on language and other fascinating topics, and she's joining us to help guide us through the maze of speaking effectively and politely, given all the conflicting views we find in the climate of today. Her book is called On the Offensive, Prejudice in Language Past and Present, and boy, I am so excited to talk with you. You are speaking to the right generation. We need your help. So welcome, Karen. (laughs) Thank you, Eileen. Hi. Hi. Well, I do have to start out by saying, of course, your book is a a wonderful read. It's very helpful for people of all generations. But as we age, there is something we do kind of get stuck in, you know, the language and a lot of our other habits, but from our earlier days, and some of these are no longer appropriate. But I would like to start out by you are a linguist, and you're also a skeptic, I understand. (laughs) But what led you to have such a fascination with the offensive? Uh, Well, I worked on this topic for my PhD, so about 10 years ago I was writing about discrimination and prejudice in language, and it's just such a broad topic, and it has uh, had a lot of importance in the past, a lot of importance today, and will continue to have importance in the future, so it's just a very topical subject, and uh, I just think that we all are affected by prejudice, uh, whether it's sexism or racism or ageism. Uh, we're all going to be affected by prejudice and discrimination at some point. So it's something that we should be mindful of. Absolutely. And I I really liked it. Right at the beginning, in the introduction, you talk about offensiveness or the feelings around being offended right at the top because you say some people claim to be uh, oh hard to offend difficult to defend and uh, to offend and so that kind of we <laughs> imbue these people with a certain you know strengths of spirit and then people that are easily offended we sometimes view them as thin-skinned so tell us a little bit about our reactions to offense and how you know society takes those terms too Yeah, well, I would totally agree with you. I think there are some people who uh, will uh, discredit what they see as being politically correct language and and they'll say, oh, I don't get offended or uh, people take offense, offense isn't given, that kind of thing. Uh, So you've got people who use all of these different phrases and and they'll act as though they're immune to being offended and it is seen as being a a strength in some way. But uh, I I think that that's, uh, you know, we, we do talk about being offended in terms of being hurt um, we talk about um, the, the way that someone can offend us and that it causes us pain or it causes us to be hurt or uh, something that someone says can sting so really uh, this is something that I think I think everyone's got an Achilles heel so 
whether it's going to be the colour of their skin or whether it's going to be their gender or their sexual orientation or their age. Uh, again, I think it's something that we all need to be uh, to be mindful of because it's going to affect us in some way. But um, I'm sorry, what was the, <laughs> the other follow-up question that you had? <laughs> Oh no, I was just uh, just uh, actually making an observation because I thought that was so great that you brought that up right at the beginning because we do have levels of offensiveness or taking offense. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that really kind of I will say I get offended by people who say, "Well, I'm just telling it like it is." And it's their individual <laughs> truth, but they can come out with some really offensive things. Well, yeah, I think you you'll certainly get people who will say, "Oh, that's not offensive." Uh, or, uh, you know, I didn't mean anything by that. Uh, you know, people have taken that to heart and, and all those kinds of phrases. But I think if you're, if you're not standing inside someone else's shoes, if you can't take a, a look at things through someone else's eyes, or, or take, it can be very difficult to understand why something's offensive. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's something that you, you grow up with. Um, as you mentioned already, a lot of these terms are kind of normalized the way that we talk about uh, growing older or the way that we talk about women uh, we we grow up and we these terms are, are normalized and they're just kind of institutionalized and we don't think anything of them we don't really reflect upon them and, and then when we're subjected to these terms and they affect you you're looking at that from a different perspective and so I think this book is really about uh, analyzing all of the language that we use day to day that we don't think about and obviously you've got more offensive language, uh, language that is intended to be offensive. So slurs and insults, people are uh, being overtly offensive. They're, they're trying to offend people. But a lot of the language that we use can be inadvertently offensive and we can be unaware. People might call these kinds of terms microaggressions, uh, but uh, they're, they're terms that are implicitly offensive and we need to really kind of think about them and, and think about the... Uh, the the people to whom they refer and whether they find them offensive or or not and uh, to to try and use terminology that that they ask us to use instead. And that's another thing that your book is very good about. You go through and you have different chapters on these different like areas where people might take offense, like you'd mentioned, you know, gender slurs perhaps, or and and one Mm -hmm. I think one of the most important are racial slurs. I think those are those are the most offensive to me. Uh, But age and other things that you, I really like the fact that you kind of delve into each various, uh, you know population area or whatever and words that can be <laughs> offensive to us but the ones that like racial ones just starting out with that sometimes for those of us who are older the the offensive terms change and we don't know yes. that like when i was growing up if you were anybody of asian descent we called oriental now i still don't know if that's offensive i call them asian asian <laughs> whatever but you know it's hard sometimes to you know keep up with the language changes oh it's yeah, it's absolutely hard, and, and there'll be people who say, oh, you can't say anything anymore, it's impossible, and and that's not true. When it comes to the term oriental, uh, people, some Asian people do take offense to that term. Uh, it, you'll still see that word being used in terms like oriental rugs. So if it's referring to an object, then that's usually accepted, but if you're referring to people, then it can be looked at as uh, being offensive, and the reason for that is that it has colonial implications. So again, I think that these are the kinds of things that we might not think about if they don't affect us and we just need to, to listen to people who are affected 
and to see what they say. But you're absolutely right. These things do change over time. Language is just constantly changing and evolving. And uh, I did start out with racism. And uh, absolutely, it is probably the most offensive kind of prejudice language today, talking about uh, racism and uh, sexism as well. We have a, a greater understanding of how language can be offensive towards people based on their gender or, or based on their race or ethnicity or, or nationality. But uh, I think with some other areas of prejudice like ageism, it's something, that, again, it's, it's really by and large accepted in society. And we think, oh, it's okay to, to crack jokes about people's age and to buy them a, uh, a, a rude birthday card that makes a, a comment about their age. And we, we just kind of accept that some things are, oh, that, that's not offensive. You know, we can say these things. and We don't realize the impact that they have on other people. So there's some, some areas of offense in, in uh, language today that aren't deemed to be as harsh as other areas. There's this kind of hierarchy of offensiveness. But uh, I think it's kind of a, ageism is one of those kind of final frontiers of offensiveness. But once we encounter ageism, uh, only then will we really understand just how it can affect people negatively. Well, thank you for bringing up ageism because for somehow that that rings true for me. But I, you know, and I have friends that um, if somebody calls you honey at the you know checkout stand or something, they get offended. I don't. Uh, but the one yeah. word that gets me is elderly. And some of the newscasters who mm-hmm. are in their twenties will say, "And the elderly woman, fifty-two. <laughs> you know, for me, she's a baby. Oh, but the elderly oh, boy, woman." Yeah. I mean, that's- <laughs> That's a relative thing, and, and I do talk in the book about perceptions of, of what is old, and some people think, oh, old 65 when you go on the pension or when you retire, but there are different kinds of grades of, of being considered to be old or older today, uh, and some specialists will talk about young old people or old old people or older old people, so you've got all these different perceptions, and it really based, it's based on your age. I mean, if you're uh, you know, uh, uh, I've got a five-year-old, and he will refer to mummy and daddy as being old. So, in in uh, relative to to him, he deems us to be old. But it's really one of those shifting perceptions, and that that's just going to change as you uh, you grow older. So, I think using a term like uh, elderly, elder seems to have positive connotations, but elderly certainly has negative connotations. And so, I prefer the term older. To, I mean, you've got a lot of terms out there, senior and uh, just a, a wide choice of terms. But I think older, everyone's older than someone else. It's a relative term. And so that hasn't tarnished yet, but certainly in future it could too. <laughs> and I will tell you when old begins, it's like at least 100. I am in late late middle age is what I say and that's I'm just I'm going to add another late in there but until I'm 100 that's when I'll turn old but older I like that term very very astute <laughs> but also uh, women of my generation uh, went through the 70s and the women movement and boy there were a mm-hmm. lot of terms back there like you know if you spoke out you were strident or feminazis or some of these other oh. things and then the reverse mm-hmm. I remember telling my husband when he would say something that his knuckles were dragging on the ground or he was a Neanderthal. Or, I mean, <laughs> you can really throw those terms around. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, and those, those terms are still in usage. And, um, uh, you know, I think uh, feminists are often seen as uh, just, I mean, being strong and being a woman can be seen as being a negative thing. And uh, if you're a strong woman or you're, you're a woman in politics, then you're somehow unlikable. So we really... 
are treated very differently in uh, compared to, to men. And so you've got these traditional gender roles and that women should supposedly behave a certain way and men should supposedly behave a different way. And if we deviate from that, then we might be seen as being, a woman might be seen as being too masculine or a, a man who uh, acts in, in traditional ways that a woman might, might be seen as being effeminate. So, uh, you know, we, I think a lot of these things are really being looked at today and we're uh, reassessing and reevaluating how we look at people and, uh, and our judgment of other people. So it's just a good thing that this, this is open up for discussion because uh, certainly in the past, a lot of these things were just accepted and, and normalized. Well, and Karen, I think that's one of the best things about your book is you really are bringing to light all these various areas. You've also got, you address mental health, uh, physical appearance, uh, religious, religious, uh, religion and religious preferences. And so I think you really have taken a broad stroke and then each chapter you go into the detail, but you really bring to light some of these things that we don't necessarily realize. And I think it's important. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I did really try to cover as much as I could within the confines of, uh, of it being a, a, an academic book. Uh, I mean, it is, it is a trade book, but it's also published by Cambridge University Press, who are venturing into to more kind of pop books. But one area that I didn't treat as much is classism. And I wish that I'd had more space. Perhaps that will be another book. But uh, I think that classism kind of cuts across all of these different topics too. And uh, quite recently was just speaking with a friend of mine and he said, oh, classism doesn't exist, Karen, in the United States. That's more of a thing that happens in England. And I thought, no, that's absolutely not true. We have classism and the way that we talk and the way that we behave. Uh, but I think you do get a lot of these things that really do cross over into other areas. There are some things that we can say that could be considered to be racist and to be sexist or some things that we say that could be considered to be sexist and ageist. So uh, there's, there's a lot of overlapping between these different categories of, of prejudice. Well, and then uh, do you ever, Karen, I mean, I, I kind of think not with the you can't say anything anyway, <laughs> not that necessarily, <laughs> but sometimes we might take political correctness too far. I know there was a recent, now I, I'm not saying whether I take this too far or not, but I kind of think, I guess there was a recent, um, I don't know who, which uh, citizens group or whatever was going after Trader Joe's because they're Italian food, they oh. call Trader Giatto's and, you know, the other, <laughs> I, and then yeah. I think it's Trader Jose. You know, for their Mexican food, I thought it was kind of cute. Right. I, I, yeah, and uh, I mean, there there might be groups who take offence to that. They might not take offence to that, and that can really depend on the age of the person we're talking about too. Uh, you might have uh, younger people or older people who who think that that's offensive. So it's a it's a subjective thing in many ways. It might become more offensive in future. Uh, certainly when it comes to political correctness, a lot of people think, oh, it's a, a terrible thing because uh, you know, you're trying to manipulate language or you're taking it too far and you're too sensitive. And uh, I, I really think it's, it's kind of in the eye of the, the beholder in many ways, whether something's offensive or not. These things do change and shift over time. Uh, and whether we're taking it too far or not it is really something that we do need to look at. But I think that when it comes to being polite, when it comes to being trying to be respectful and to not be offensive, I think that people have good intentions. So when someone is, is saying, oh, these things are offensive, it's worth listening to people and to, to I mean, ultimately you've got to come up with your, your own perspective on this and, and decide, do I want to use these terms? Do I want to use these, these words or not? 
what impact are they going to have? So it is a personal choice. In no way does my book say you have to speak this way um, and try to prescri- prescribe how people talk. It's more analyzing and describing how we talk uh, and observing that than really saying you must speak this way. So again, it comes down to the individual. You can use these words or not use these words, um, but it, it's about creating awareness and, and trying to explain how and why words can be offensive. Well, and uh, speaking of that, and I agree with you that I think most of us have, you know, really good hearts and we want to be kind and gracious and polite. But if you accidentally come out with something that you can tell has offended someone, do you have any suggestions about how to address that? I mean, other than say we're sorry, I mean, do you, I guess being just saying you're sorry. Yeah, I think because language is constantly changing and there are people adopt terms that they prefer so I think if you you do offend someone to say oh I didn't understand that I didn't realize that I'm sorry Uh, what word would you rather I use or or perhaps you know uh, to to find out that you just shouldn't be using that word at all so I think it's really a matter of educating yourself and listening to people and talking with people uh, reading books such as mine or going online and, and looking up these terms to 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 find out uh, about the history and what kind of historical baggage that they may carry through to today. So, uh, you know, language is loaded. I mean, there's really no neutral language. Language can be positive or it can be negative. And uh, it's just a, a matter of, of being open-minded to what opinion other people have uh, about language and what terms they prefer to use. I mean, I do agree with you. I think ultimately people do want to be polite. And that's why we have terms like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I think uh, that, that there are more people like that than people who take that kind of bravado and, oh, I offend everyone equally. I think there are more people who are concerned uh, about being polite. And uh, so, you know, whether you call it political correctness or you call it just being respectful or being polite, uh, there's really nothing wrong with that goal. You know, we want to get along with other people. Obviously, that's easier to live that way. Uh, so I, I think it's just, just communicating with people and showing um, that you're earnest and uh, and that you, you want to use appropriate terms and, and preferred terms to show respect. Yeah, and I think, too, people, I, I mean, speaking for myself, if somebody called me elderly <laughs> and they didn't, you know, they didn't mean anything, but I would certainly understand that it was just a difference in opinion, and, you know, I think that's great. So, well, I have to say, Karen, you are a woman of many fascinating interests. You've written a number of books. You have a website, and you're a podcast host yourself. So before we have to leave, can you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and your work? Yes, so you can go to my website, and that's karenstoltzno.com. Uh, I also, as you say, I'm a co-host of a podcast called Monster Talk, and it's about uh, the science behind monsters, so cryptids and legendary creatures and uh, real animals. We, we talk about all that kind of thing. Uh, so you can go to monstertalk.org, uh, and you can find on the offensive at your local bookstore. You can find it through Amazon. Uh, so, yeah, just look up my name. My my spelling is, is kind of strange, S-T-O-L-L-Z-N-O-W, but people can look that up from the website too, um, from your website. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of spread out. Lots of different books, lots of different topics, but I love language and history and culture. Well, and it, it, I love the fact, too, that you have a, a, a podcast uh, focused on monsters, and you describe yourself as a skeptic. So there you go. You truly do have multifaceted interests, Karen. And any Thank final you. thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience before we need to go? 
Um, oh, uh, I just thank you for having me on the show and to be able to talk about this book. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun to uh, to talk about these topics with you today. And I just I love the I, I love this uh, podcast that you have. It's just a really great topic. And um, yeah, just thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you, Karen. And, yes, it's feisty on this side of 50, so there you go. <laughs> it's late, late, late middle age, and we appreciate learning how to speak correctly and speak with without offending people because that's so important. So thank you, Karen, for sharing your expertise and your insights. Uh, again, uh, your book is called On the Offensive Prejudice in Language Past and Present. Believe me, for you boomers out there, and we are mostly boomers in this audience, here. It is going to give you a wealth of information. It's going to give you insights into certain words that you want to use and the power of words and the awareness of how what you say might affect the others around you. So be sure you go out and show the world just how feisty a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty, Fe- Fe- blah, <laughs> Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you next time. Thanks, Karen, and bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.